0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Getting Old with Garth. This week, I sit down with a friend I met on board, the USS John C. Stennis, back in 2018. Matt Brewster served alongside me as a laboratory technician and is currently working in Oklahoma City. This week, we talked about family life in the military and what it feels like when you're moving on once your service is over. I had a pretty good time talking to my boy here, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. This week, I'm getting old with matt brewster
1: dude, what fucking that's a God, that's a dick <laughs> yeah you know like like a cheese wheel dude
2: with the biggest dong you've ever seen in your face that's all it is other than that it is very much the same thing as like a normal conversation just you know don't 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 slide your tongue too much i don't know who i don't know if anyone has licked them before i hope to god no one has but i haven't seen it yet unless maybe nate
1: did if so
2: that would be really sad because i'm pretty sure that's my wife's microphone so
1: who's
0: nate
2: average (laughs) oh Oh, man dude he lived with us for a hot minute dude it was fucking amazing that's the
1: that's the weirdest fucking thing about being in the navy is like calling people by their first names is so weird now oh yeah no it's It's, gonna
2: be that way forever that's the sad part is like i would differentiate too like i would have the problem on the other side though where it was like You know, at home I call Nate, Nate, and Mm -hmm. Nate call me Drew, and so then we'd go to work. And you carry that over, and he'd be like, "Hey, have you guys seen Drew?" And they're like, "Fuck is Drew?" And like, (laughs) Drew Garcia, and they're like, "Garcia." There's no Drew. Oh, it's it's Michael Garcia, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I like I don't go by my first name. Like that's my dad's name. Yeah, but it's not like. I I never used the name growing up. I always went by Drew. So I was like, all right, well, whatever, you know. But then on the flip side is I started calling people by their first names at work and I find that I forget – people's last names uh. <laughs> <laughs> in like the work centers and shit. Oh, Cause no. I'll just call people by their first name so much when like, obviously people who don't give a shit are around Yeah, and then people that do give a shit come around and I'll be like, Oh yeah. Hey, like, um, like, um, Matt, um, and, yeah. Oh, Hey, uh, Carl. And then they're like, who the fuck are these people? That's not their fucking names. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, no, 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 My that bad. is
1: their names. You're the weird one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
2: you can't tell me how to feel <laughs> This is how this works
3: <laughs> Like uh, I,
2: I can't possibly be wrong Like these are my friends But they're also all my co-workers <laughs> I can't <laughs>
0: Which name do I use? Uh,
1: dude it got like <laughs> For like for a little bit When uh, specifically When my wife and I were in Charleston And I was a JSI there Oh spooky. Yeah <laughs> Spoo um, like, uh, my wife would introduce me to people and be like, hi, I'm Brewster. And they're like, that's a weird fucking, oh shit. Sorry. Matt. Name's <laughs> what Matt. a
2: weird nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean to say like Buster or something? No, that's my last name. Oh, oh,
1: oh, you're one of them. I see.
2: Yeah. Military. That's right. Yeah. You get, you get the, uh, I really like when people think that I'm like a really fratty kind of guy because I I call people by last names or like, you know, used to call people by last names. Mm. And when I first joined, it was like, everyone has to be by their last name. Can't ever call anybody by their
3: name Given that they name. actually go by. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so then people would be like, yeah, cool. Dude, do like,
1: you remember football. Williams from RL? Yeah. Dude, he got on like a... St- just. The- he got on such a fucking high horse one day, like just decided he was done hearing people in RL calling other people in RL by their first names. So anytime you're like, hey, have you seen Mark? He's like, who the fuck is Mark? Like, Dude, you literally, I, I fucking <laughs> called him Mark in front of you yesterday. You know who the fuck I'm talking about. He's <laughs> like, no, I don't. Who's Mark Williams? Shut the fuck up, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mr. Kevin, you're wrong. You're
1: wrong. And then he's like, <laughs> my name is Williams, not Kevin. No, your fucking name is Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> where the fuck is Mark? I don't know. I haven't seen Worthington. Who the fuck is Worthington? You mean Mark? <laughs> Brewster, shut the fuck up. Go away. Finish that CWP. Dude, shut up, Williams. It's done.
2: <laughs> it just... I, I do enjoy it, though. That's the, that's the part of the Navy that really gets me going is like, somebody can be like very chill with you one mm-hmm. minute. And then in a fucking snap of a finger, you're like, oh, I have to be very. I have to be very high. professional. Yes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it sometimes scares me how fast I have to go and be like professional and stuff. Sometimes cause I'm like,
1: dude, have you ever gotten trapped? Someone walks up and they're like, Hey, what's up dude? How you doing? And like just chilling. And then the next thing, next thing you know, they're like, you're, like it's someone that you're cool with on like a personal level, that you're not like, you're not like boys, but you're pretty cool with them. Like, what's up? Blah, blah blah blah. And then they ask you a question that you know that the answer you're about to give is the wrong, like not the way you were supposed to do it. But like, hey, how'd you do this thing? And you're like, Oh yeah, I didn't actually fucking do that. And they're like, Oh really? I'm gonna fuck you now. And you're like. <laughs> No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> I've gotten very lucky in my time because uh, I have always had to maintain a very high paycheck. Yeah. And so I'm like, if yeah. you can't dodge, you go as far around as yeah. you can. And you're like, all right, very good. Yeah. I, I uh, skate so hard. Well, I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, we like ELTs, it's like taught. This is how you fucking...
2: This, this is how this goes. Yeah. This is time. how you
1: answer questions. Like, you just don't answer the question asked. And so like... Someone asks
2: you a question, you say yes. And then they go, that wasn't a yes or no. And you go, all right. <laughs> it's not a yes, it's not a no. Must be all right. Turn and leave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dodge, dodge, avoid, dodge, spin. <laughs> And
2: do the catwalk. Do the catwalk. Yeah. Dude, I, oh my gosh, man. It's, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that <laughs> emotionally. Oh, man. All right. So, this is getting old with Garth. I, today, with me, have the most beautiful man, the best hugger. And truly one of the nicest people that you could possibly meet in the United States Navy. But soon to be not in the United States Navy. So that's going to be pretty great, right?
1: Civilian life bound. Yes,
2: dude. Civ div select E. (laughs) Everybody, this is Matt Brewster.
1: (laughs) Dude, it... Dude, everyone in RE does that with my name. <laughs> I don't get it.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> actually because all of us are just huge wrestling fans. We also do the, uh,
1: brother, <laughs>
2: you know, <laughs> Hulk Hogan,
0: bro.
1: Well, that <laughs> thing was started by actually like, uh, sure nut, and, yeah. uh, this dude, Kozar or Christopher Corey at a uh, prototype. They just started doing that in off crew. And then just, he
2: brought it back to, I mean, Along with the most all handsome
1: his, ship in the fleet. Yeah, along with all of his weird ass ticks.
2: I love it, dude. I watched. <laughs> I watched that whole change actually happen. So he was the supernub whenever I showed up to a school, like before we before he class up, you know. Uh huh. And so he was the guy who was in charge of us, just because. Obviously, he had a, a W name, so he was like yeah. the last to ever class up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the standing in line alphabetically, he's the last guy every time. Yeah. So then uh, he, w- he was just waiting to class up for so long that when we all classed up together, mm-hmm. he had been... Our leader for like a month already. So we're like, class leader, you're the guy. And so (laughs) they're like, all right, so you're the guy, huh? Everyone seems to think it's you. And he's like, what? I don't want this. And then a month
1: later, they're like, you're the guy. And he's just like,
2: no, he spiraled completely out of like, he, he like was, he is easily one of the like happiest dudes, obviously. Like, Mm -hmm. stress does not affect him like in a way that it makes you like you see him freak out, break things, get mad, get sad, nothing like that. He just goes like so manic that it's like uh, equally as terrifying, however, it's like all also equal parts hilarious. So one
1: of those like you want to ask him like do you need a tranquilizer?
2: Yeah, bro. <laughs> you need to sleep. But I love it cuz like he he was our class leader for probably like I want to say it was like maybe a month and a half, two months. And then he just was like, I can't do this anymore. I, (laughs) I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah. And so then he just became old nut and he just hung out. He was like a peon like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And he just, glowed just just really flowered into the beautiful the persona beautiful Aaron <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that everyone on our boat knows like it's ridiculous i actually uh should be recording with him pretty soon because right now he's doing like real estate stuff because he got he's staying in virginia oh so
1: like after he's out
2: well he while he's at <clears throat> marmac okay Cause he's, he's going to finish his real estate exam. Like I think he, somebody said, I think he's taking it today. Oh. And so, you know, when he's done getting his real estate license, he's just going to flip houses and buy and sell properties and then, you know, sell other people their, their dream homes, yeah. you know, cause the only thing they have around here is dream homes, of course.
1: So, so he's going to do like <laughs> the, he's going to actually buy the house Flip it and then sell it himself.
2: Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he's, I mean, he's, a, he's a genius like that. I think, he's it, I think a, it'll work out pretty well. He's <laughs> such a
1: weird fucking dude, though. I'm just like picturing Wisenhutter showing someone a house, being like, and here's your doer. And <laughs> <laughs> all the waves, wheel.
0: Dude.
2: <laughs> I just remember when he first bought his house. There was uh we had we had like a housewarming party for him yeah but it was before he had like tore his house apart to like basically remodel the entire thing yeah because he just bought like barely a livable house
1: yeah <laughs> I I just saw it recently actually yeah it, he's come a long way dude it looks
2: a thousand times better than when he <laughs> first bought it <laughs> yeah. but the entry hallway right. I don't even know if the entry hallway still exists because I think he said he was going to knock down the walls, but there was just like drawings Uh, and stuff.
1: I (laughs) want to say. So I went, oh God, probably like a month or two ago now uh, because he said that he had some tools I could borrow. Um, I showed up. And like when I went in, there wasn't really an entry hall to speak of. So he might've just knocked it out. Yeah. I think he, he, he has said
2: his plan was to knock it out. Like, you know, that was like one of the big things that he wanted to do, but there was like just glow paint all (laughs) over everything because I'm pretty sure him and dash decided to just paint it up and do some weird stuff.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's not going to be here. For <laughs> it won't long. be here long enough that
2: I have to worry about seeing it. And yeah. they just broke it down to the ground. It's just absolutely nuts. But yeah, his house, like the parts of it that I've like seen have been like wildly different than when he first bought it. It was nuts. Yeah. But yeah. So where are you from? I, um, tell uh, me about yourself, brother. what are you wearing uh uh
1: born in denver uh when i was like shit two weeks two months not old enough to remember a family moved to uh oklahoma city and uh that's where i was raised uh nice depped out of oklahoma city just
2: what's it like in the middle of
1: america because the middle of goddamn nowhere is what you meant to say (laughs) (laughs)
2: because <laughs> like, so I'm from Florida, which right. obviously very popular, always in the news, you know, Lots
0: we have our people. own,
2: we have our own people, like our own mascots. The people are the mascots, right? right? Florida man, he likes to do a lot of cool things. Wrestle alligators, murder children, women, dude, old people.
1: Dude, you guys have your own rapper.
2: Yeah. I mean, literally nobody's, I don't know a lot of States that have people that you know are named yeah
1: after their state i mean <laughs> they so uh <laughs> oh man they oh god so growing up right uh there was approximately jack and shit to do um like uh so recently with the with the thunder there's been a lot of like drive for change there's been uh, tons of new restaurants, just a whole bunch has really come up. But growing up, it was like uh, probably till I was in high school. Uh, the only thing to do is go hang out with my friends at their house, like playing video games, doing whatever, being a dumbass kid. Because
2: well, shit, thank Kevin Durant. He really turned d- your people around. <laughs> fuck Kevin Durant. Thank
1: thank Westbrook. <laughs> But uh yeah so i mean we i think it was god late 2000s we we uh, acquired the supersonics they came to oklahoma city changed name to the thunder um since then god downtown has gotten way nicer there's way more restaurants like the so i grew up in a suburb of oklahoma city and uh like my hometown is exploding i think they just built like another like a fourth high school and they're all like yeah like i graduated in a class of 600 so like not a small class no and they (laughs) built another one that's i'm sure just as full so um i mean it's a little weird like uh oklahoma city is a three-hour drive from dallas it's I want to say a six or seven hour drive to Kansas city. Uh, it's a five hour drive to little rock. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's a shit ton to do. You just got to drive.
2: You got to drive a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <to get> there. <laughs> um, but then, uh, I mean, so growing up, I always listened to country music and then uh, sometime probably like eighth grade, uh, started getting into heavier music. And then in high school started going to concerts and there was this, awesome venue that has since closed down uh to my understanding called the zoo amphitheater and it was amazing it was right beside the zoo uh which oklahoma city zoo fantastic
2: it has to be i mean
1: yeah i mean you, gotta, you find to have like, people it's either like the super ritzy <laughs> places or like the places where there's jack shit to do but i think <laughs> oklahoma city is like the in the top 10 zoos in the country like it's oh, that's pretty dope awesome and they're always expanding it but the zoo amphitheater itself uh, was a concert venue, and it was entirely outside, and so that's where I went to—not uh, my first concert, that was at a bar, but uh, like my first big concert with like Who'd large bands. Oh fuck!
2: Anybody just gigantic?
1: Um, I can name some of the band. Oh, it was um um Mudvayne.
2: Oh, they hell were the Yeah. Brother. yeah Mudvay <laughs> was the headliner.
1: Um, and my dad actually got me the tickets for my birthday cause it was over the summer, uh, born in June. So my dad was like, I got you these tickets. You can take yourself and three of your friends got us VIP tickets. Oh, hell so, yeah, uh, dude. we, it, it's all general admission. And then the VIP tickets just get you up way closer to the stage. Um, they, I think they block off, like blocked off, uh, the first like 20 feet. And then that was like bricked, and there were wooden like platforms on the sides that you could go up to, and like you could actually see backstage. You couldn't get back there without a backstage pass, but you could see it. Um, and yeah, just you—you you were free to go in and out as long as you had the little uh, whatever the yeah, fuck you call VIP it VIP
2: pass thing, yeah, like, on, bro, on your here. lanyard, yeah. <laughs>
1: And uh, I had that until, shit, probably my first move. Like, it was so cool. Um, And then, yeah, so I went to probably five or six concerts there uh, over the course of my tenure in high school and then a couple more while I was in college before I was an idiot and dropped out. Uh, Don't worry,
2: (laughs) we all did that. That's why we joined the Navy. Anybody that didn't join, like right out of fucking high school or like, you know, they were like yep. predator to pawn. just just yep. <laughs> like, I am a recruiter. I'm going to prey on my 16 year old children. Like, all right, hey, would you like to join the Navy? How or does the, being a nuke sound? Would you like to make some money? Like, uh, no, thank you. And also please leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. That's my dad. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. yeah. So, I also did the uh, let's go to college and stress myself out until I about die. And then, of course, like at the second I had my associates, like I just did gen eds yeah. and struggled through that for like six years.
1: Dude, my <laughs> man, I was such an idiot. Like I went for two years. I came to school with like a year and a half worth of credit from AP courses. So I was like one semester away from a bachelor's and I just didn't didn't get my like I didn't get my associates either which I probably have enough credits for but I was just like I'm gonna join the Navy why not yeah but, <laughs> uh, what's the worst that could happen
2: it's fine it's nothing of course there's, yeah. there's nothing bad that could ever happen
1: no so, yeah uh,
2: I uh, whenever I had gotten my associates I was like thank goodness I'm done with school forever. I did what m- my family has not done yet. Or at least, you know, I still didn't know my dad at the time. So like I didn't realize that like he has obviously done stuff. And like, I have a bunch of sisters who have also done stuff, you know, and, and really beat me to the punch on a lot of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know at the time right And I was like, <laughs> they yeah. didn't exist yet, but whatever. <laughs> and so like, so then uh, I was like, I'm done. I finally did it. Yes, I am a college boy. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can't do shit with a gen ed associate. Nope. like, <laughs> I guess I'll join the Navy. I have a lot of debt to pay off now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also joined the Navy. Yeah. So... <laughs> so when did you join? You joined, let's see, i I get back about seven-ish plus
1: years. Uh, yeah, so I uh, signed my contract in February of 2013, and then uh, I was in, uh, after that I was in debt for about... Seven months. And then I ended up leaving for boot camp on September 25th, 2013.
2: Let's see. September, October. So you didn't really get like the worst of
1: Chicago's weather. Oh, not true. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So that's. That's a weird one. So, I get to boot camp, right? And uh, they do all the blood work and bullshit, and take your PP test. Yeah, shave your hair off. Yeah, and then now
2: you you, and now everybody looks like a weird skinhead, and it's the weirdest cult you've ever seen in your life.
1: Yeah, and then so week three of boot, they call me in to medical, and I'm like, "The fuck?" Then the RDCs, of course, didn't know. Anything, they're just like, yep, go to medical. So my happy ass marched my way from the USS Marvin Shields ship thirteen or whatever the fuck, oh, all nice. the way to all the way to medical. <laughs> <laughs> and I get there, and they're like, yeah, go see the physician's assistant. Ah, fuck. Okay, so go see him, and he's like, so I have your chart. Uh, okay you want to get to the fucking point dude he's like yeah so um your hematocrit was low it's like that, that tells me <laughs> yeah. nothing what so, does that mean though? so if, your hematocrit is basically the uh i guess percentage of red blood cells uh, wow. which I, I could be misremembering but regardless um i was like he explained that to me and I was like, okay, so what is mine and what is And what does low? this mean? Or like <laughs> what is normal? He's like, Well, uh, low is below forty percent. I was like, Okay. He's like, Yours is a thirty-nine point nine. Oh fuck you. So okay. I just
2: breached the low spectrum.
1: Yeah. I got it. And then So (laughs) from there, he's like, yeah, you know, if you were anyone but a nuke, I would have just signed your paper. But you're a nuke, so I can't do that. Oh, fuck. Uh, So he had to take more blood work. He's like, so I'm going to run this again. And uh, if it comes back normal, you won't hear from me again. If it doesn't, if it comes back low again, um, we're going to have to do some additional bullshit. If i uh, gotta you, sign
2: some more papers, yeah. do some more tests. They exactly. gotta, you know, teach you like treat you like a, a lab specimen and really do some tests.
1: Yeah, so and the test they had to run on it was called the C B C. It takes about ten minutes to actually fucking do. Uh I have since found <laughs> out. Uh but this motherfucker <laughs> without telling me that it's a ten minute goddamn test, was like, Yeah, so if you don't hear back in a week, you can assume you're good. If uh you do hear back and it's low again, you can't give blood. Because if you give blood, that will actually lower it. Uh, You're hematocrit. Um, and you'll have to stay here longer until you get medically cleared. It's like, uh, okay, cool. Didn't hear back week five. Went and donated blood. And literally two fucking days. After I donated blood, the dude calls me to his office, I show up, my happy ass. He's like, hey, so your hematocrit came back at a 37.6. I was like,
2: fuck Keeps going down.
1: Yeah. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck me. Uh, so what does that mean? He's like, that means it was low again. I was like no shit dude like what is our next step
2: how numbers
1: (laughs) like uh, like god who are you used to dealing with that you have to explain that 37 is lower than 39 to but nonetheless (laughs) uh, he's like
2: there's some people who signed that signed a contract yeah that that needed that explanation i'm sure yeah like people that got
1: 32s (laughs) on the asvab they they got like 12s yeah he's like yeah so we have to take blood again and run another sample and i was like see that's a problem because uh i done donated blood sir and he goes i told you not to i was like no, no that's you, not exactly that's a, how that's you said exact that <laughs> opposite of what you told me you told me i should hear back in a week and i waited too uh so long story short uh if you donate blood before they run another hematocrate, you have to wait eight fucking weeks. So you are dead. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I graduated boot camp November 22nd, and uh, they put me on THU. So uh, eight weeks past that. So THU,
2: that's like the... Temp- Temporary hold- holding unit. Yeah. yeah. This is where they just kept people who like sprained an ankle forever or, you know, had hey, low blood. It's a know. little different.
1: Everyone in THU has graduated boot camp. The things you're talking about are like the, oh God, I can't even remember the acronyms for it. Dumb shit. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like people that have graduated that can't transfer for whatever reason. Like people that broke themselves, people that graduated and then it's like, oh, your hormones are fucked up. Just stupid shit like that. Like stuff potentially that was waivable that they didn't have a waiver for. And since they didn't find out till they were in, they're like, we can't waive that. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, after that week five meeting with him, he gave me a prescription for an iron supplement and a vitamin C supplement and told me avoid drinking any milk cause that's got calcium and that will inhibit iron uptake. I said, okay. Uh, Took my stupid-ass supplements, shit pebbles for eight weeks. Hell it yeah. was awful. Uh, but then I came in the day before I was going on Christmas leave. Because you're allowed to take leave in THU.
2: Well, that's dope. Right?
1: Yeah, it was pretty sick. Um, but, yeah, so the day before I was going to take Christmas leave, um, I did my CBC. I went on leave, came back, and they're like, hey, so, yeah, your hematocrit came back normal. You're at a 41, sweet, but your white blood cell counts low.
2: You just traded red cells for white ones, bud.
1: Yeah, I get like... (laughs) <laughs> they, they said it was because I was sick. And it's like, no shit, I'm sick. I'm living in a room with 100 other fucking dudes. Like, what Whoa. do you expect? And so...
2: That cough just never went away for yeah, us, too. That was... It, was it terrible. months.
1: Yeah. So after that, I had to wait there, going in every fucking week for them to do a white blood cell count until my white blood cell count was in the normal range. And then I finally checked out of boot camp on January... Like twenty fourth, I think. Um and super stoked to be leaving because THU was a shithole. Uh not yeah, by any they, fault of the people running it. What but, they
2: have you doing in THU or whatever?
1: Uh, so they were like, oh, you're a nuke. You're smart. You should probably know how to manage people. Like I have people skills. And, uh, so, (laughs) so, (laughs) so they made me a section leader, which meant I was in charge of like writing the watch bills and like making sure that everything that needed to get done got done. Right. So, um, for my section, uh, they had two, uh, I wrote the watch bill for like quarter deck watch and just a whole bunch of like duty drivers, just random bullshit. And um, every day that we didn't have duty, which they did like basically port and starboards. But if you had Friday, then you just had the whole weekend. So uh, the, the other section, got, weekends, yeah, dude. Yeah. But like, it's different. Cause you're like, it's, it's basically you're at home kind of, yeah. It's not um, you can go anywhere. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but like if you had Liberty over the weekends, you could, you could leave base, you go to like Chicago, you go to the other, uh, NSTC, like right across the street. Basically, How'd you
2: even get to go there though? Did you have to like Uber or something? Walk
1: to the bus station. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, you like walk to the bus station, take the bus to the train station and then, or no, I'm, I'm wrong. You just took the train. You walked to the train station. It was like on the way to the other base if you wanted to go. Um, and then yeah, you just take the train to Chicago. But so when I'm leaving, right? Uh it was the second time that I while I was there that it had dropped crazy low in temperature. It was Bro. the second day that it hit fucking negative 40 with wind chill. And they had the plane on the runway. I had my ticket and <laughs> they're like Yeah, they're saying they don't know if the plane's going to be able to take off, so they don't know if they're just going to cancel this flight because the wings right now are iced over, and we don't know if it's too cold for the de-icer to work. And I was like, dude, just let me go. Like, come (laughs) on. I will literally
2: just strap me to the wing. I will breathe on that thing. Yeah, like (laughs) I just want (laughs) it out.
1: And then luckily they were able to get the de-icer to work, and – I made my way to sunny fucking South Carolina.
2: Yeah, which yeah. you're from like. Uh, how's your humidity where you're from?
1: Oklahoma? Uh, the humidity is. Not terrible? No. No, it's not bad. Yeah. So uh,
2: getting. Going from the the snow desert of Chicago yeah. where nosebleeds happened every day to like you go to Charleston you like step off the plane and you're already a in fucking air.
1: swamp yeah <laughs> dude the, I think I got there on like the one day of the year that it wasn't crazy humid so like that wasn't too bad and then because I wasn't leaving with like a boot camp graduation I was one of like I think two nukes that were leaving that day. So we got in the car with a chief who like took us to McDonald's and then (laughs) he took us to McDonald's and then took us to Indoc. And I'm sitting on like day two or three of Indoc and just eating my fucking McDonald's while everyone else is sitting there like staring at the first class. Oh yes. Teach us more. I need more teach.
2: Yeah, dude. I, I, I got to be a duty driver for uh, not T-track, but grad hold, like mm. f- from post power school. And I just remember picking up people from the airport, like every like couple weeks, you know, just, I would, I would only have like oh, and the they duty. petty officer times. you? It was so weird too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, I, I've done
1: nothing. <laughs> like, I did not earn this.
2: I think I've folded maybe three times more underwear than you guys. That's literally what I've done. Like, chill, bro. Yeah. I uh,
1: <laughs> My grad whole job was Bowman BPO, dude.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Sweet. So
2: you just got to hang out.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Like, they gave us the the indoc kids, and we we're like, hey, clean these things. We'll look at the end of the day. And then we just, like, chilled.
3: Yeah,
2: see, uh, for T T-track, I got to just be a basic watch stander and that sucked. Yeah. But, but graddled, I, did. I did duty driver for a while and then they built up enough T-tractors that like I didn't have to duty drive anymore so uh, then yeah. I became grounds crew. Bro. <laughs> that was the that was the spot cuz grounds crew was sick cuz you would just ride around in the Gator at least until you know somebody decided to do donuts in a Gator and then ruin it for everyone but Dude, whatever
1: you want to hear some fucking bullshit about a tea t-track so you do the thing right where you stand a shitload of watch initially when if you're one of the first people there and then eventually like you get enough people and you're like i've stood enough watch it's your turn to fucking stand watch so like nobody comes in and immediately gets a good deal you gotta like yeah. wait your turn um well when i was about to get my portion of the good deal, one of the new fuckers, like bitched to our section leader. Uh and <laughs> they're like, Brewster wasn't doing anything last night while we were on nights because I was throwing up
3: <laughs> all
1: night. Like lit like I walked in, I checked in with the watch commander, watch supervisor, whatever the fuck they called him. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm I'm like sick. Like I'm gonna lose it. And he was like, dude, go throw up. So I went and I just, and then (laughs) (laughs) so I come back and the dude was like, dude, just go to your fucking room. Like, we don't want you here if you're going to throw up right yeah, cuz like cuz like not only is it like a gross but like b as nights you have to fucking clean and so like nobody wants to clean your puke if yeah, you don't make it to the bathroom you're cleaning right? a throwing up yeah but this new fucker was like Brewster was supposed to be on watch last night but i had to cover his watch because he didn't even show up <laughs> and so my section my section leader was like dude is that true i was like yeah cuz i was throwing up he was like Dude, I've, I've heard from like three people that you didn't show up. So I'm going to have to put you on watch over the weekend on nights, even though it's supposed to be your day off. It's like.
2: Big oof, bud.
1: Yeah. And I like. I'm not like a bitter person and I don't hold grudges, but this is like five years ago and I still fucking remember <laughs> I'm that still night. About <laughs> it. i I so mad.
2: He's just like, I was throwing my guts up and five years later, I still hate that guy. Fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. (laughs) the the section leader was like a good ass dude too he was just like i i like i like you and people know that i like you and i can't have a like a appearance of favoritism so like i have to do this and i was like i get where you're coming from but fuck that let me have my weekend he was like i need this (laughs) yeah he's like nope dude god the pipeline is shitty sometimes like the worst parts of the pipeline weren't even the class It was like in doc pretty sweet.
2: Yeah. You do nothing. Yeah. Like
1: (laughs) you you clean for like two hours and then you go back and then fucking a school was such a, I mean like I get that some people need to study bullshit, but like I had no issues in a school at all. Right. Like I just paid attention in class. And then went about my merry fucking way. I do my homework and like the breaks and whatever. So I never stayed after like the first two weeks or whatever where after you take your first couple exams and then you get assigned hours other than the like 15 twos. Yeah. I think um,
2: you, I got like 10 zeros in a school, but
1: yeah. Uh, so I was on vols, like straight vols oh, that's from week two of a school for the rest of my time in the pipeline except for prototype, which was dumb, but <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. But so <laughs> dude, do I have a fucking story about that? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so, so like, I'm just, and I'm dude, I abused the fuck out of my falls. Right. Like, uh, I, I do my homework like while the instructor's talking and then just like copy the notes later. Or like do them on breaks, or like I I'd, I'd stay over lunch. I'd just like run to the galley, grab those stupid fucking heater meals that they had, like the MRE things. That yeah, you, with like the like shaker super, shake heater thing that you just. Like, yeah, was,
2: I think we had when we were going. I think we had something like they would literally just box up stuff. Finally. Uh, they do like the brown
1: bag. Well, they special. finally
2: well they finally started like actually giving you the meals just in like a to go box. Yeah, because. They didn't do that for, like, the longest
3: time.
1: Yeah. So, for us, they had, like, these cardboard boxes with, like – it looked like a fucking microwavable meal, right? Except instead of a microwave, it had, like, effectively a really badass version of, like, the hot hands things. Like, you'd take this thing, you'd shake it, and it would start smoking. Like, I'm sure it was just – evaporation and then the subsequent condensation but like it looked like it was smoking like a motherfucker so you like you didn't want to do it in your room or in like the the classroom well i'll tell you being Uh,
2: from florida what's really cool about those packs is you throw it into like a 20 ounce water bottle or whatever and you have basically a water grenade (laughs) (laughs) because we when ivan came through our town when so like 2004 hurricane ivan just blasted the gulf right yeah and so we were all you know still children and it leveled our entire fucking town so we had mres from like fema trailers and stuff just like throwing stuff out to us and as kids you got like nothing better to do with your life than to you know try to kill your friends on yeah. accident by turning water bottles into hand
3: grenades.
2: <laughs> the, the, is that like MRE, like it, it literally looked like pepper, like in like oh, really? a little sack. For oh these. yeah. Yeah. You just throw no, it in. For real? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but so like I get those, do my homework, whatever. And then like the moment the bell rang for what, 1500 or whenever you got out, yeah. I was gone. Like, and did not come in for the rest of the day. I think I came in and did like two hours on the weekend once because a buddy needed help studying. But other than that, I was never in that fucking building. And then T track. Like personal drama aside, like the dude those those 12 on, 12 off bullshits sucked. And then you get to like 12 and 24s and it's like, okay, this still sucks because I'm rotating every day. And then you get to just like not do anything for like a month. You just, like, muster and then go back. But then, like, we had a bunch of people failing PRTs. So they are like, we have to get serious about PT. And they put the fucking failed officers from power school in charge of our PT. And these are dudes that are, like. Very good. Yeah. Like, so probably not the brightest officers. Not to, like, disrespect any of them. But, like. Uh these dudes are like a lot of them were going to be pilots or like physically demanding jobs. So they were like very serious about working out. And you're like, dude, I just need to pass. Like I don't I don't even care about getting a good.
2: I run three miles a year.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because I have to. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I could bike it, I would. Uh so like you're sitting there like, dude, I was on T track over the summer too so like because i graduated in may right so i took the week of leave after and i came back in fuck, like the very beginning of june and uh so i was on t-track from like june through june and july so it was just hot yeah. all of the time south carolina then, heat,
2: dude it'll kill you <laughs> yeah well like the
1: worst part about the summer too isn't even the heat like uh oklahoma's hot as fuck in the summer like 10 15 degrees hotter than South Carolina usually. So I didn't mind the heat so much. It was the fact that in the fucking mornings, which is when they made you do it because it was black flag every goddamn day, so you had to do it before w- the sun comes yeah. up. Yeah. And I have always had an issue of getting bitten by mosquitoes, which sweetest blood. Before the sun comes up in South Carolina, you swim in those motherfuckers. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, man. Just unreal the amount of mosquito repellent that I went through. Like, I bathed in it, basically.
2: Yeah, a lot of people did. That was the unfortunate part. Because, see, yeah. I grew up where, like, my blood, apparently they ain't about it. Like, I don't, I don't get it bit too often. Right. But, you know, I've seen... I've seen all the cool skeeters there is in the south, and some of them are big enough to pick up your damn dog and take them away. It's scary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my wife's the same way. Like, I've literally seen a mosquito land on her, not bite her, fly off of her, and fucking bite me.
3: (laughs) "Mm."
2: Yeah, dude. There's a lot of people that bathed in all that mosquito repellent and you'd just be breathing toxic sludge running during like the five K's and stuff. And you're just like, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. It's like literally so much insect repellent. They actually (laughs) didn't even start
1: doing the five K's until I was in a decent way through power school. Nice. Well, you got lucky bud. Yeah. Well, they actually quit doing them too at one point because, um, so they made you do them like no matter what the weather, right? Um, one of the dudes that was running it when I was there tripped and scraped the shit out of his knee, but he scraped it in a puddle, uh, stagnant water. And he went to medical and they're like, yep, it's fine. Here you go. Here's your bandage. Here's your Motrin. Have a merry fucking day. Curious cancer, bud. Yeah. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, he's like guys, this this hasn't even like started healing and it really fucking hurts. And they're like, here's some more Motrin. And then... Ain't gonna be cancer, bud. Uh, flash forward like a month and a half and they're like, oh, you had a flesh-eating bacteria in that puddle. And like two-thirds of his calf is gone. Jeez. Yeah, he ended up getting discharged, I think, with like full disability. But... They, they stopped doing 5Ks for a little bit after that. See, I knew
2: a dude when we were in T-Track that um, we did the night crew, like, cleaning stuff every once in a right. while, right? And he got bleach, like, in his eye. And he was, like, it was, like, apparently it was a good bit of it. And so he was, like, trying to, like, wash it out, wash it out and stuff right. and, like, could not get it. Like cleaned up, and then went to medical, and they were like, "Yeah, you should be fine. You rinsed it right." And he's like, "Dude, it still burns. Like, it's messed up. Like, is there anything I that I can take?" And they're like, well, "You shouldn't have to. You should be fine. Just, you know, just keep they didn't even like it. flush
1: it themselves.
2: Dude. They just told him to keep flushing it. And, Gotta you know, love Navy just medical. Just flush it every day. And uh, I think he went blind in that eye. Jesus, it's like." It's fucked, man. I think he got discharged as well.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to if you're blind in an eye.
2: Yeah, especially if you're a noob. Yeah, no depth it's kinda, perception. It's kind of rough, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nuts, man. They they did not care, and he was just like, bro, this is just don't feel good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Navy medical, best there is.
2: Yo, try gear crush. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so you are one of the select people that got to stick around in Charleston for even longer. Yeah, just because you uh you got to I get hated a, myself a basically. Yeah, you were the staff <laughs> pickup program or you know junior staff instructor because I don't know what's better, being a jizzy or a spoo. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, I mean it's whatever. They're gonna call me. You know, like, yeah, I mean like so I you re-enlist for two two extra years right and like that part of it sucked but it was still way better than being on the ship um
2: i could imagine yeah it's a different type of and honestly by the time you get done with being like in prototype you're already like used to the op tempo yeah and then it's like oh yeah well now you're not really on like the 12 hour days like you eventually transition to like the eight hour ones or something
1: yo so uh while we were in off crew in prototype this dude uh heiss and i which heiss is no longer in the navy god bless his heart uh
2: did he by chance fat out of the navy
1: no oh no, there was he, a guy that tried
2: to do that. It was an ELT. He, when I was
1: there. Oh, there was a dude that did that successfully. There was an ELT spoo with me. Uh, I might uh, know him Wells,
2: yeah. He, I think he was in like permanent off crew at one point,
1: Harland Wells. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So Heiss and I got systems complete while we were in off crew, and so we just started on casualties. We hit crew like 24 four percent ahead yeah so that we were on it dude yeah so we were on r2s the whole time right so only like eight hours a day um or nine hours a day whatever and uh we we just ran with that the whole fucking time and uh i had one practical factor left one
2: <laughs> just one thing to do yes so we we're just like <laughs> sitting there
1: with literally jack shit to do and the like scanner that you used to scan in on the second deck went out. I did not realize there was one on the third deck that you could use. Cause like, even when I was in off crew, I used the one on the second deck. No idea. There was one on the third deck that worked. I thought they were all fucking broken. Um, so I just didn't scan in or out. And my TC calls me in after like a week of not scanning in or out, and he's like, "Hey, so I see that you haven't been scanning in or out." It's like, "Yeah, I don't think anyone has. The scanner's broken." He's like, "Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can use the one on the third deck. Just so you know." Uh, I was like, "Okay, cool, no problem. I'll start doing that." So I start scanning in, or in and out again, and then like forty eight fucking hours later this douche canoe calls me back into his office <laughs> and he's like "Brewster, you lied to me what it's like, people were using the one on the third deck so if you didn't know you're one of only like two people that didn't know and i was like dude i don't fucking talk to anybody i would have no like i'm not like hey how did you scan in today right <laughs> wait so, did you scan
2: in did it Did you scan in? Yeah. How about you? So like he's (laughs) apparently
1: been fucking calling people in. And keep in mind, I've interacted with dude like four times ever. Right? So he doesn't, (laughs) he like barely knows my name except that I popped up for not having scanned in or out. And he's like, yeah, so because you didn't scan in or out for a week, uh, I'm taking away your reduced hours. So with one fucking prac vac left, (laughs) I did 12 hour days. For two weeks until I qualified.
2: Brother, do I have a story for you. (laughs) So when I was in Prototype, uh, me and one of my best friends, Hargis, from the pipeline, right, we did everything together. I mean, we annihilated the books, like, super quick. We were both just
0: hillbilly little
2: country boys who were, like, very charismatic, like very easy to talk to. So a lot of our staff, like not just like our staff people, but like other crews were like super like chill with us. And obviously you get that interlap between all of the crews and stuff. So we would just keep going to like, some of our like better friends and stuff. And we'd be like, yo, let's just sit here. Let's talk about this stuff. And they'd be like, all right, cool. And we would just change subject, change subject, change oh, subject. And yeah. we'd no. be like,
0: all right, well, we've been here for
2: like a couple of hours now. You want to sign these like last 10 things? Like, all right, cool. Done. You know, beep, 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 Right? Right. Yep. We were almost book complete. Well, the only thing that we had the problem was, was we couldn't stand watches. Yep. Right. Couldn't stand watches at uh, all because the, like eighteen yeah, months shut down the the plants yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. literally they pushed so hard for this one dude to to like get all his watches. It was an ET. Um, it was like a class or two ahead of ours, and they pushed really hard for him to do it. And he was in the process of like being being removed from the nuclear community. He's like, dude, I just I stop doing this and they're like no we're gonna make sure that you're you're the closest one to being done we want you to be qualified and he's like i'm not going to you guys don't understand i'm in the process and they're like so they shut it down and like basically screw over a bunch of like the uh the ets and stuff yep. right and so <laughs> but we only had like watches left but we couldn't even do the the like IDE, the id whatever thing. yeah the like interactive like fake one yep and I was supposed to get my plant shift trainer, uh, uh, the week I was supposed to attempt it for the second time. Cause the first time that I actually was able to do it, uh, the officer person ahead of me, like I taught them how to do this stuff and then they just flopped and just like, it took forever. And then the guy who, the only guy that was qualified to give that on our crew was like, all right, man, I we will do this next time. And I was like, I promise the next time, if there's an officer with me, I'm gonna lose it because I've I've studied this, I've practiced this a thousand times because I have nothing better to do right. than read tech manuals to like pass time. Yep. And so they uh, they sat us down for the second, uh, or we were I was teaching the officer who was supposed to go with me. For my second time, I was teaching him in, like, the little, like, de-energized version of that. Yeah. Night. So I'm, like, sitting there. I'm, like, all right, you got to do this. Then you got to do this. And you got to make sure you turn these. Turn them at the same time. It makes it a little faster. It's not that hard. Don't freak out. Um, And the day before we were supposed to go to this trainer. It broke. No. Even worse. The guy who was supposed to give it to us tried to kill himself. Oh, shit. And so he was immediately placed like on hold yep. at like you know the the nuke waste building. Yep. And then we had no one qualified to give the trainer for like 2 months. Oh god. <laughs> so I had no watches. I had already finished at, at like week 16, which was like I think the earliest you could take comp is when I took comp having right. stood no watches ever, like not even one. So that was oh, a very difficult test. Yeah. And then looking back after I had finally, t- like, stood all of the watches my last, like, week of being in prototype, I was like, bro, that that test would have been so easy if I had stood oh, yeah. one of any watch. Yeah. Like, if you stood one of each of the watches, like, that you're required to stand, so easy. Yeah. You would have never, like, had a problem failing no.
1: that. No. Yeah. So, actually, when, <laughs> when I went to take comp, uh, because me and Heist both got to cruise so far ahead, they're like, let's just get them all their UIs. So, me and Heist just back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, like, knocked out all of our UIs in, like, three weeks on crew, uh, except for our in-path watches, because you have to stand four of those yeah. fuckers. But, um, yeah, so they were about to do, like, a big-ass shutdown, which Heist and I ended up getting all of our watches before that, um, which I've got a story about my last watch, last two. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, we had all of our watches— And then we went to take comp and dude, like literally every question was like, how do you do this thing? And you're like,
0: you're standing
1: here and you look at this gauge. What happens when it
0: starts going down? Yeah. Yeah. But
1: like I would get, I got points taken off on my exam because I was too accurate with how I responded. Where it would be like, how do you do this thing? And I'm like, listing valve numbers and they're like, we just wanted you to say a line air. I'm like, but I I told you how to do that. (laughs) Like, that's not what we wanted. You did not pass this question, but yeah. So my last two watches, dude, my (laughs) who boy. So, uh, standing engine room, lower level, right. With, uh, this dude burrows, who's hilarious. Uh, I made him so goddamn mad on this watch (laughs) because so i had like 45 minutes notice that i was gonna go down and shut down engine room lower level because the dude before me got kicked the fuck off of that very watch. good yeah so i get called in tc who was not the tc that put me on 12 hours it was the guy before him before he got picked up for ldo was like hey uh are you in any way shape or form ready to stand Engine room lower level I was like no Hello. you're hilarious <laughs> He's like no, no I'm, I'm I'm, like Not kidding like can you stand engine room lower level The dude got kicked off and I was like Fuck it I'll give it a shot I went and like read I had Heiss who was engine lower level path Like tell me where everything was And shit And then uh, So I show up and Burroughs is like You ready for this watch and I was like, we're going to fucking find out. He's like, let's get it, baby. He just goes, oh, God. And, dude, <laughs> I proceeded to fuck up everything. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I didn't know where any valves were. I barely knew where the books were. I'd like an uh, room upper level had it down. room lower level. Nope. Didn't understand. It. Yeah. So, like, I'd done my IOW, like, my Observe watch for that, like. Three weeks before. So like that did not help at all. And I'm doing a shutdown and just dude fucking everything up. I had to I had to get so much help from Burroughs. But at one like point he was proctored. like, if I have to help you again, I'm going to fail you. So I called Heist down. I was like, Heist, I need you to show me where everything is. He was like, dude, I got you. And he helped, right? And Burroughs sees this shit happening. He's like, I'm gonna kill you right finish the four hour watch and then we're doing like the debrief whatever and Burroughs just looks at me and he goes brewster i'm giving you a two five and this is the most lenient fucking two five i have ever given if you do this poorly on a watch with me ever again i will fail you so fucking fast it will make your head spin <laughs> <laughs> flash forward to the next day engine room upper level with Burroughs. You know, like, <laughs> he's like. He goes. Yeah. Brewster. If you fuck this up. I will kill you. I was like dude I got it. And just,
2: <laughs> I, will, I will crush this and He goes. <laughs> he's
1: like this is your fifth fucking watch. In engine room upper level. So the, the standards are high. I should be able to basically sit down and do nothing. And have you run this watch station. I was like yeah I don't I don't care I got I I've got engine room in upper level I got it down right Uh, <laughs> so I'm standing engine room upper level taking my logs whatever and it's uh it was an up down watch right so a startup oh, yeah. and a shutdown in one Those watch are. which engine room upper level is fucking intense not
2: the place to be <laughs> no uh,
1: you're like starting up and shutting down four fucking turbines no thank you but yeah So we did it right. And I'm taking my like last set of logs after the shutdown and, um, God, what the, um, Oh, I had borrowed a flashlight, right? So I'm I'm borrowing this flashlight to like, look at some gauges that are under the deck plate and I fucking dropped it outboard. And you just hear this motherfucker go clang, 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 clang drops like six feet below the deck plate. I'm like, so, <laughs> so I was like Burrows, like, what's up, dude? It's like I just dropped my flashlight. He's like, oh, you need one? I was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I borrowed that flashlight. Like that's not my flashlight, and I'm pretty sure it costs like fifty bucks. He's like, sounds like you're fucking getting it, or you're buying a new one. I was like, yeah, I'm getting it. So I climb into the outboards, right down below the deck plates, and I like I'm reaching for this stupid goddamn flashlight that's still on, mind you. So I know exactly where it is.
2: Yeah, at least it it's not like a treasure hunt. You yeah. You know where so it's like, at.
1: but I can't fucking get to it cause I'm not a small human and there's a shitload of piping down below the deck plates on a <laughs> fucking submarine. So I'm like trying to reach this thing and it's like, I can touch it with like the very tips of my fingers. I'm like, fuck, I can't get it. I guess I have to go back up. So I, I'm starting to like try to go back up. I'm like, Oh, no, I'm stuck. <laughs> I look down and it's my belt is like, like pretty much glued onto this pipe hanger. It's stuck so hard. Like it's not coming off while I'm wearing the belt. So I take off the belt and uh, take off the belt, hand the belt up to Burrows. climb out of the hole, I'm out of the hole, put the belt back on, pat my waist. Oh, no. Bros is dude, like what dude. i was like Bros, what the fuck is on your belt that's not on mine he goes no I was like yeah i dropped my tld down there <laughs> so uh he's like can you get it and i was like i think so he goes well you fucking better get try it. <laughs> and i was like okay grab my feet as i like i said grab my feet and then proceeded to fucking dive into this space Oh, my God. Like, head first. He grabs my feet, and I, like, I reached it, grabbed it, pulled it up, put it on my belt. But, dude, Burrow's, like, literally, after this moment, just, like, sat on the steps in the engine room upper level, just, like, laughing his ass off. He was, like, it's, I've never given the this different of a watch grade before uh, from in, like, one day, because he gave me a 2.5 on the engine room lower level, which is, like, which really means you actually failed. Like, like, like
2: you failed, but we don't feel like doing the paperwork. Yeah. Like as, as <laughs> a, when
1: I was an instructor, I can say from experience, if I assigned you a two, five, I should have fucking failed you. Right. And a, a two, six is like, I should have given you a two, five, anything above that. Like you earned your grade. Right. But so he gave me a two, five on that engine room lower level. Cause I fucked it up. And then <laughs> engine room upper level three, eight.
2: Rush. Yeah. What a flip flop there. Yeah. Man.
1: He's like, I've, I've never seen this big of a disparity in like watch standing performance because you crushed this.
2: <laughs> That's the difference in path, though. Like, yeah. There was like, because. You were, you were an upper level guy. Yep. So I think they call those the, the smart mechanics, yep. you know, <laughs> like then you had like the middle mechanics. I think that was lower level. Yep. And then, and then they the had dumb the guys feed at feed pumps. pumps, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where they put all the real, the real, the window uh, lickers special boys. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And I just remember like, so there were people that would fail, like that they would just, you know, pass barely like. Five feed pump watches and then just get annihilated in yep. the other two. <laughs> oh, dude. So,
1: my buddy that was a uh, feed pump path was like, Hey, I have a startup in engineering upper level tomorrow. And I was like, Okay, you just stand the watch. He's like, Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I was like, Okay, read a book. He's like, no, I also don't know where anything is. I was like, Dude, if you want me to fucking help, you just ask. Right. So, he asked me, I come down and help him. And <laughs> So while he's standing this watch I'm down there with him and for blowing down the steam drains on startup I literally walked the path while he's on the watch in front of his over instruct I just walked and stood next to the next steam trap that he had to blow down each time and just did that for like 30 minutes.
2: He crushed that watch.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he ended up getting like a really good grade on it. And he was like, thanks. You're the best.
2: <laughs> Dude, I... Oh, man. Yeah. After the pipeline, though, like, I think that going to... Because you got to the ship after Pia. Yeah. You didn't get to show up during the... The super maintenance period, were you there for either of the, the, the CP
1: twos? No, no. I showed up like, I think right after, no, I showed up on, um, in the middle tail end, whatever of the first underway after we were fixed.
2: Oh, so you were, you were the very end of the workup cycle going into deployment.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a fucking shock. (laughs)
2: Did you get to do anything in Washington while you were out there? Um you would have only had a couple of months, I mean, nominally. Like
1: kind of, I guess. Like so I got to Washington. I was in the uh, like TPU or whatever for like two weeks, I think. Um and then they flew me out to the ship. Which they actually flew me to San Diego and then like had to get a taxi to the ship, which was like
2: which if it's the end it was it like at the very the uh, tail end of there was the like underway? a
1: week left there was like a week left in this underway Yeah, so and, you
2: drove to the ship we hung out in san diego for a few days and then we drove up to washington yeah, which
1: yeah, was like that's a exactly three-day trip yeah uh but so I love it, dude we oh man so we get there and like they gave us zero guidance and of course like My dumb ass is wearing second class crows, so they're like, oh, you're a second class? You're a leader? Lead us. And I'm like, dude, I have never been to fucking San Diego in my life. Let's just go to the USO, figure it out from there. So (laughs) we get to the ship.
2: Where's my boat? (laughs) Yeah, we get get
1: to the ship. And then um, so uh, once we got to the ship, I'm like walking up the ramp and this dude's like, that is the uh, that is the wrong ramp, my dude. And I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? Like, I'm very clearly new, and no one told us jack shit about yeah, this. Yeah. Like, I'm in uniform and have no warfare device and second class crows. Like, I've never been to a ship. You don't have to be a dickhead for no reason. But
2: I don't know who that is.
1: Yeah, but so. End up getting on the ship, meeting fucking good old Willie, who's my sponsor. (laughs) Fuck that dude. Uh, He, uh, God, dude, with his autistic ass. But. Are we all? Oh, man. Probably better to cut that. (laughs) But no, fuck that dude, man. He was an asshole. Uh, For like no reason. Like, he started out pretty cool. Like, when you didn't know him, and then you got to know him, and he just... Awful. But, yeah, so he, like, takes me, shows me, you know, the basics, like, where you piss shit and eat and sleep. And Bro, uh,
2: you gotta know where all the bathrooms are. That's the, oh my that's God. the fucking Dude, key. Dude, I got lost looking for
1: one one time. Like, my, my first day that we were, like, actually no shit underway, lost. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so from there like we got on and I'm just like chilling in the office sitting in this chair and this fucking short black dude and this tall fat white guy walk in the office clearly fucking shithoused just drunk this dude walks up do you know who the fuck I am was like uh, assuming you're the chief he was like do you see this gray in my mustache? The yes. senior chief. He's like, "You goddamn right, and you're in my fucking chair." And that was my introduction to my LCPO. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude!
1: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the next day, when he had sobered up, he like introduced himself to me formally, whatever. And proceeded to lie completely uh, about his leadership style. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty pretty hands off, you know, like everything's going good and it's fucking cupcakes and rainbows. And then people start fucking up and fuck up too bad and I have to start, you know, peeing in the ice cream and shitting on the rainbows until it's all good again. It's like, that's a really gross metaphor, first of all, but whatever. Uh, I really
2: don't want to eat peed in ice cream for it, sure yeah
1: and then uh flash forward like to where i actually know the dude and he is the most micromanaging motherfucker i've met maybe in my entire life like <laughs> dude <laughs> <laughs> uh. well. so i was the new nublet i was one of ended up being like nine nubs at once because the people before oh, me. we had
2: gotten so many new people you yeah. were a part of the the, the wave that brought us back to like to almost capacity. a normal yeah yeah because oh my gosh so i let me tell you about before you got to the ship then because i know a really good timeline i guess at this point of like where when you actually had shown up so pre, pre those like cp2s and like you guys yep. showing up we had so many issues. I think that we had gotten down to like maybe thirteen uh, people in your division, I think total. That's like out of plant implant leadership. It was like there was no one <laughs> because people showed up to the ship. that were like, went through the pipeline with me or were like in the second like ELT school right cuz you guys had like an extra 4 month school or something like that yep so the people who were going through that school that showed up to the ship with me they a lot of them ended up just smoking weed or like doing whatever they could to get out they were like we don't like this there's not enough of us our watch rotation's garbage we don't want to qualify we're like all on hours that did like morale had never been lower for the lab boys all right yeah they were just dropping like flies yeah and to the point that it was like there was no one. You guys had maybe like thirteen people. Yeah, total. before
1: we all showed up, uh everyone was talking about how like the work centers for like one plant and two plant were literally the work center soup and the assistant work center soup and nobody else.
2: Yeah, it was rough, dude. It yeah. was wild. And then
1: And then like nine of us showed up. A whole bunch of people to started
2: just absolutely like we we got so many people so quickly and I was like, wow you guys are an actual division again that's great yeah
1: <laughs> dude, it was and then yeah oh man and then so had a little bit of trouble qualifying elt qualified eventually qualified a bunch of shit really fast got myself not dink which five and dimes were the worst
2: Bruh.
1: dude i was on it for like six months
2: Oh, through like all of, uh, I was on him for deployment. all
1: of comp two X. And then the first like three months of deployment.
2: Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> not fun.
1: Uh, but because of that, I ended up like way ahead in everything. So by the time I started actually qualifying shit, it was like one, it felt like a qual a week, like December, I think ninth, I qualified ELT. And then before the end of December, I also qualified B nuke feed pumps, feed control January, I qualified charging station uh late february i qualified um so you cgs just,
2: you just steamrolled oh, literally yeah. through the rest of it like yeah. in no time
1: yeah I had to bullshit my way through a few of them but yeah i mean, I mean
2: taking an entire watch station's worth of knowledge yeah. every week and throwing it on the table <laughs> yeah
1: so yeah that was a wild time
2: dude it was pretty nuts. I mean, deployment especially, like, I don't know, my deployment was fine because I was, like, a load dispatcher at that point. So oh, geez. So you were set. I, I was, like, done with, like, pretty much everything. But then I also ended up in the old reactor knowledge people. Yeah. So I was teaching. You had the hookup, dude. <sighs> you would think. I made – because I built the, the study guides that, like – everyone used to qualify after oh, that. No. the old green book that you, was like I'm six sure months got, of my life i'm sure
1: you got bitched at so much about it too
2: i mean everyone's like oh with this little piece of information and this little piece I'm like bro there was like three people that had a hand in making this and i had to reformat it like multiple times to make it legible and yeah. printable. Like, it sucked. It was like six months. Good and lord. And then we finally, like, distributed them.
1: Those things were super useful, though. Bro,
2: everyone used them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the point that... Uh, <laughs> it should have, like,
1: replaced the Nuke notes.
2: I mean, it might as well have. That was the thing, was when we printed, like, hundreds of copies. Yeah. Uh, it was ridiculous, man. So I used to be doing that when I wasn't on watch. I was literally printing and building the books oh, geez. and so that was like a second watch for me every day it was rough but literally we uh it's funny because people still kind of use them every once in a while like they're yeah. obviously fading out of existence because no one is there to print anymore, new yeah. ones but uh some people still have like the really old ones and they're like oh well you know we're running drills like oh i have all of the <laughs> procedures yeah. in this book and i remember one of the one of the guys who's like running the drill team was like hey you can't fucking use those and he's like
0: what <laughs> i was just using it to check that i was doing the right stuff like yeah where's the actual book like oh.
1: this says the same thing though
2: <laughs> yes. dude it was comprehensive i it was it was six months of my life. I'll I mean, never get back. Shit,
1: you basically wrote a textbook.
2: Yeah. I wrote the Spark Notes version of our like yeah. biggest <laughs> instruction manual. <laughs> like Bro, that oh, was rough. Man. That, that sounds was, terrible. It wasn't fun, that's for sure. Yeah. But like, for you guys, like there was so many people I know that was like five and dimed and just Dude. Bro, you don't even remember, like, half of the things you had to do on deployment. No. Just like... it,
1: it, it's just all in, like, a sleepy days.
2: Yeah. You just flash forward, and you're like, oh, I'm in another port finally. Yep. I have, oh, two days off.
1: Hey, I actually have to go run and use the bathroom. Is yeah, that cool? that's fine. Where's it at?
2: Yeah, so you just go down the hall, and... Uh... God, <laughs> And we are back. Yeah, buddy. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I know there was, like, so many people that were five and diamond and they just never slept ever. Yeah. And then.
1: Because they still maintained the birthing hours.
2: Well, and on top of that, it was, like, if you had, like, a five-hour watch that was, like, was it two to seven? Yeah. And then you'd have to clean the ship at, like, 7.30 in the morning. Yep. And then you'd have to go do all because like we have, you have trainings. Your work day. Yeah. We have trainings all the time. Yep. So then like you would go to like two hours of training. And let's say that those two hours you'd have like when was it eight thirty when you're done cleaning? And then you'd be like, Oh, well now it's nine thirty and now you're doing your other hour of training. Now it's ten thirty, it's time for lunch. Yep. <laughs> Stand in line for two hours.
1: Yep. And <laughs> finally then finally eat food. And then it's like <laughs> Oh, well, now you have to do paperwork or whatever. You have to figure something out to do. Probably try and get qualified because you can't go back to birthing.
2: Oh, and it's time to go back to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Five more hours. You're like, oh, my Dude,
1: the two to seven was the worst because it'd be like you're on watch from two to seven. You have your full fucking work day and then you have extra study hours. And then you go to watch.
2: Yeah, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., right? Yeah. Whatever. And 17 so then to 22. You finally get off of watch and you're like, just dead because you had not Yeah,
1: in like three <laughs> days. And then, and then, like, dude, you hear like the weirdest shit, like phrases that are not normal. Like, hey, I need you to do this. Oh, man, I can't. It's my sleep night. Like, the one night of every three <laughs> yeah. days that you actually get like a decent amount of sleep. And even then, you're like, you're you're on the 17 to 22 so your next watch is the 7 to 12 so you like it's your sleep night but you're not in bed to like 10 45 10 30 maybe 11 if you like
2: yeah just depending on what happens yeah.
1: and then you're up to get breakfast, to, to maybe some people didn't maybe, eat breakfast. Yeah, They're some like,
2: people just didn't want to stand in line for breakfast. Yeah,
1: and then but you're on watch at six fifteen, so you're up at like five fifteen, and then like the, you, there was never an opportunity to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, it was rough, dude.
2: It was absolutely insane.
1: And then like yeah, but then I qualified, and then I was getting so I was on. That was the
2: five and 25s. Or wait, you guys had a different.
1: Yeah, we had a really weird rotation. Like, we were, it was basically similar to five and dimes because, like, we'd, we'd stand a watch and then we would get dimed on the UI that we had to stand and then watch and then UI. So, like, still on five and dimes until you weren't dink. And oh, brother, dude, the day I got on Dink and I got floated for my first watch, I almost cried. Just, I was just so happy sitting
0: in the plant, just beat down. Just, I know I'm supposed to be here, but they tell me I don't have to be here. I just <laughs> cry, dude. It wasn't even that.
1: I just, like, <laughs> I was just like standing in the P way, and someone was like, Are you okay? I was like, I'm not dink. I'm like caught I don't up know in everything. To, I don't know what and to I'm do. I'm not on watch. <laughs> but I'm so tired. But I can't go to bed because birthing hours. So I'm just staring at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I remember uh, there
2: was people that didn't get like uh, Sundays or whatever. Like their Sundays, they'd have like oh the double watches on Sundays. God, dude, that was that, the worst. That might have like ruined me if i would have ever had to do that i because like i i had it good i can't i can't even complain because when it comes to like deployment yeah it sucked for like everyone right i had just had my son and everything like right yeah. before deployments. So. my
1: daughter was what six months old when we deployed we left yeah. in what october So she would have been seven months.
2: My son was born in August of that same year. So I missed half of COM2X, flew on board, got kicked out of my division, moved on and uh, moved to reactor knowledge. Then I'm an instructor, like teaching at that point, basically, or like writing an entire training regiment and writing this giant study guide and – When I flew back on, I remember, (laughs) I will never forget this. So 10 days after my son was born, we had to fly my wife and my 10 day old son to Georgia because I was going to be gone. Right. My wife had an emergency C-section. So like she was done, like could not move. It was, it was so crazy. Right. And so like we needed someone to be able to take care of like, my yeah. son and my wife. And so it was just, it was so crazy. And I just remember, so we flew them out with her parents. Like her parents bought, uh, her, a ticket to like fly her and my son. Yeah. And, uh, so that was 10 days. I was given like 21 days. Right. right. So I, by for, the time I wife,
1: fraternity leave.
2: Yeah. So like I was, I took normal leave until he was born. So right. I think that of the 21 total days that I was off of the ship, I think that I actually, this would have been when he flew out, might've been like four, day 14 or something. It was like very soon after the ship left, my son was born. Right. And then I was there for the birth of my son. Thank goodness, dude. I was like, it took a lot to get there. So yeah. I was, I have like a lot of, bitches gripes complaints about that but i was able to be there for my son right. thank goodness like the guy who was in charge loved me enough that made it happen and the so i was CO? able to, no the reactor guy oh Zer, <laughs> yes dude commander captain sir i i love him i hope i owe him my life because be, without him i would never i would have never seen my firstborn be born Damn. right and so i uh they left. It was maybe like 15 days in of that total leave. Yeah. So I just sat in my house like FaceTiming my wife for like days. And then I called the the beach debt guy because they were I was supposed to check in the beach debt. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, my like leave is set to expire in like a couple of days and I'm supposed to check in. And he's like, well, when are you supposed to fly out? And I was like, I, that's I, that's why I'm calling you. Yeah. <laughs> he's like well, did you order a plane ticket? I'm like, no, you guys were supposed to do that. And he's like, oh, no, you're supposed to do it. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I'm like trying to frantically email the ship. I'm like, hey, man, what do I need to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? No emails, dead silence. I hear nothing
1: at all. I think we were fucking MCON. Uh, No, I'm going to
2: tell you what happened because I remember what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And so... (laughs) So I finally am like, fuck it. I remember uh Master Chief just got on board, right? And so he when I was going to leave, he was like, Hey, if you if you need to like fly anywhere or anything, like use this, use like the military pass like stuff, and you usually get it cheaper. So I think I gotta fly through like Southwest or something for like pretty cheap compared because I was leaving like a few days later. Flew down to San Diego because that's where they were flying me out of. Right. And uh, so I showed up, they already had a reservation set up for me. Luckily Beach Dead did something for me. And then they were like, all right, you're going to fly back onto the ship at this day. So I showed up, I was in San Diego for like two days, basically stuck on base. I had no car because I flew down, Ubered on the base. And I had a newborn child, so I wasn't trying to spend a lot of money. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yep. Eventually we like, Fly out – I fly on with, like, a bunch of these, like, techs and stuff that were fixing the internet. Oh. I didn't know that that the internet had gone out because one of my guys messed up some stuff and fried it.
3: Oh.
2: And so – I called my wife right before I jumped on the plane to fly to the ship. I was like, all right, hey, you know, I'm about to fly out. You know, I'll send you an email when I get on the ship. You know, I oh, they said it would no. be a couple of hours. Uh, You know, give my boy a kiss for me. Miss you. Love you. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tonight when I get on the boat. Three weeks later, <laughs> <laughs> you show back up to the States. And I'm like, hey, so, <laughs> 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 so, uh, funny yeah. story it's weird how that happened. she's like what
0: the fuck have you been doing where the fuck have you been i thought you died <laughs> <laughs> i'm like
2: i swear it wasn't like that uh <laughs> they blew up the internet we couldn't email i couldn't do shit oh man <laughs> like, it was the worst thing that could have happened to like my wife having like a brand new child not knowing where i'm at i'm like Stressed out because I know my wife's freaking out. Yeah. Dude, this is the worst. So,
1: yeah, similar. Um, My daughter was born in January. We moved to Washington in March. Um,
2: Goodness. Yeah. Right before.
1: Yeah. Um, And then so like January 20th, she was born like March 15th. We left Charleston, stayed for like a week in Oklahoma on the way to Washington got to washington got all our shit got our apartment all that and then um literally july (laughs) right so like right before comp 2x uh we were like doing the the mental math thing and we were like we could pay two more months of rent and have like because there was a month between comp 2x and deployment right so we were like we could pay two more months of rent to get like another two weeks together, or we could just do the move now, and then like have you live with family while Comp Two X and deployment are happening. So we we moved prior to Comp Two X.
2: Oh, so you already had?
1: Yeah, and then um, from there, deploy or went to Comp Two X, and then took the two weeks POM to Oklahoma, and then came back and was just like sitting in a packed up, mostly empty apartment for two weeks. Uh, I had to get like the, the arrangement of this move was just like a total shit show.
2: Oh dude. I know. Uh, I like felt just that. like
1: standard Navy move kind of deal. But like they couldn't get me a move day that we would actually be in port for. So I had <laughs> to like call my old LPO from prototype who had moved to Washington, who was going to be underway. So we got his (laughs) brother-in-law to come like sit at my apartment while they packed up our shit. Cause you have to have someone there. Yeah. The whole Um, time. dude. Yeah. So like he saint like watched all my stuff get packed up, like took a whole day to do and like just did it for us, which was amazing. But like, so for all of comp two X, my wife is with family, but like, alone basically like because yeah, like, I mean, like when you're staying with family like yes they'll watch your kid but like your kid's not their responsibility you know
2: dude my like, wife literally told me just the same thing too yeah she was with her she was with her parents and stuff and like yeah she it, she enjoyed like being home and obviously we saved like tens of thousands of dollars oh, for in like sure. the deployment with her staying in georgia yeah but she was like bro i just never sleep and i'm like why not your mom's there she's like M- my mom hangs out and f- feeds him and watches him and then when she's done she goes wherever the hell she wants yeah uh, i mean like it's kind of stuck with it it's <laughs> it's nicer than being
1: alone because like your wife still gets to like shower alone which she wouldn't get to do otherwise yeah, sometimes but yeah. like she's still got a kid like yeah. she's she she's still the the primary caregiver so like Dude, I like, I'm going through this five and dime bullshit, but my wife is like in Oklahoma as the only caregiver for this at the for Comp2X, like four month old kid. Yeah. Five month old, I guess. Yeah. I and um, <laughs> man, like my daughter woke up like every two hours to nurse. So my wife literally, for almost two years, did not sleep more than 2 hours continuously. So like I got home and I was on leave and she was like fried. And even still you like You got it, bud. Yeah, well, I mean like during the day, yeah, but like at night I can't nurse a baby. So and and our daughter wouldn't take a bottle. So she's like I'm there to help, but she still had to wake up every 2 oh, hours. That sucks. Dude, it was rough. And then like I left and I'm just like sitting in a pretty much empty apartment and my wife still waking up every two damn hours to nurse this baby. And which like my kid's amazing. She's awesome. Dude,
2: kids are the coolest pest you'll ever own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I heard
1: someone, someone broke it down for me and like in a way that I, I never thought of it this way, but I totally agree with it. Like if you told me, what parenting was going to be like right like if you told me what parenting was going to be like before i had a kid and i didn't know my kid i would no one would ever want to be a parent you just wouldn't like if someone was like yeah you're gonna wake up like every two hours for a year and then after that you're never gonna sleep the same uh you're gonna put on some stress weight your wife is like just her hormones are going to go crazy. Her eyesight's going to actually get worse. And like all this other bullshit that happens, like no one would ever want to have a kid, but my kid is the coolest fucking person I've ever met.
2: That's like. like, that's
1: the craziest shit too. Just... Even when she's a shit, which <laughs> all kids are right. Like Every kid at some point is just gonna be a shit. Oh, there's- just for no reason. And like my daughter's way too smart. The other day, she, uh, my wife's actually living in Oklahoma right now, and my daughter walks in. My wife's like unpacking in the closet. Daughter walks in. She said, "Mommy, are you in here?" My wife's like, "Yeah, honey, I'm in the closet." She walks in and she's like, "Oh, good." She's three, mind you, and so she's like, <laughs> she's speaking like this at three years old. She goes oh good mommy i grew and grew and grew my wife's like yeah that's that what happens that, that happens yeah <laughs> and she goes mommy i grew and grew and grew and now my shoes don't fit none of them fit anymore <laughs> i need all new shoes <laughs> just like trying to convince my wife that none of her shoes fit and she's <laughs> so um my wife facetimes me to to like Show me this conversation. And I was like, honey, have you tried on your shoes to see if they fit? And she's like, No. I was like, well, why don't you try them on? And my daughter takes her shoes and like puts them on her toes. She's like, see, they don't fit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, you like, those fit. You just have to push your foot in the yeah, shoe. Keep pushing, bud. Yeah. Dude, my son, same like, so my son is obviously a child i'm also surprisingly to some a child and so oh, yeah. we terrorize my wife like <laughs> all the fucking time i feel kind of bad sometimes because we just we take it to it's, the next it's level it's to the
1: point where you're like ooh probably shouldn't that might have pushed a couple <laughs> yeah. too many buttons
2: <laughs> so like my son he's a little boy loves loves fart noises more than anything it's his favorite favorite sound on the whole fucking planet. And I just have gotten so good at it because I just practice all the time with him. Dude, and you so should we get just a... scare my wife all the time. We'll just be sitting around and just <laughs> 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 Just making dumb fart noises. You and should stuff.
1: download like a fart noise board app on your phone and I... just let him like just teach him to hit the buttons.
2: I've become one.
1: Me
0: and I, <laughs> we just,
2: he'll like run around and. Uh, and it, Like, several months ago, we were just messing around, and I was just, like, basically, like, fake kung fu fighting this kid, and I'm just, like, judo (laughs) chop, and just making stupid fart noises, and now he does that all over the house, all of the time. (laughs) This has been, like, three months. He has not stopped doing that. If If I make like a weird screaming noise, he's like, oh, it's fart time. (laughs) I'm like, no, dude, that that was months ago. We're on to some new shit. And he's like, no, we're going to keep doing that. That shit was funny.
1: (laughs) Dude, my daughter's thing is like she loves to play hide and seek. And she's like, daddy, let's play hide and seek. And you're like, I I really don't want to. And she's like, okay, I'm going to hide and you find me. And then she just like walks into a room and just like... Covers herself with a blanket standing in the middle of the room. She's like, okay, I'm ready.
2: (laughs) Dude, my hide and seek with my son, he's like, is Thatcher's turn? I'm like, all right, yeah, sounds good. And he turns and he goes, one, two, three, ready or not, here I come. And I'm like, or I even had a chance to look. So I just like duck down. He's like, where are you, dad? Dad?" I found you, dad. Dad." I'm like, dang, you
3: found me, bro. How'd you
2: do that? Oh, maybe because you didn't give me a
3: fucking chance to hide. (laughs)
2: It's like getting competitive with your kid. Yeah. So, he, I got really lucky the other night because like our upstairs, I have like these two gigantic sliding doors like t- that open to like a massive like wide closet. Yeah. But, so I jumped into there and he's like, where's dad? He's walking around and my wife's like, you know, she's like washing her face and like putting on makeup and stuff for the day. And he's like, can't find me at all. And he's <laughs> he's like- Man. So he's like looking under the bed and he's like running into his room. He's like, not in Thatcher's room. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like in this dark closet, like, man, it must be crazy to be so young and naive and not know where I am this is the best and finally i just stood there for a second and he gave this little kid gave the fuck up on me it's <laughs> just like mama where's dad dad and she's like i don't know he's hiding somewhere he's like i'm done playing this oh man
1: dude my my daughter did something so similar so like no shit i'm she's like okay daddy it's your turn to hide so i go and i hide in the closet right In her her closet it's like a sliding door um i didn't Shut it all the way because she can't like completely open it because it's one of those like folding ones. Uh, and at three, she's not; she doesn't quite have the dexterity to like pull and twist like you have to. Yeah. So I like left it a little bit open. So it's to uh, an <clears throat> excuse me to an adult. It's like super obvious where I'm hiding. Right? She walks into her bedroom and i'm keep in mind i'm doing all this so that my wife has time to like get ready and like get some alone time yeah it's you, pretty much
2: what me and yeah me so and like my son do is just like i i take the attention away Yep. so now my wife can put on her makeup get ready for the day and we're obviously if we're gonna go and like do something or like yeah eat somewhere or some shit right she needs time i yeah. can get dressed i'm already wearing the clothes i need to wear i just have to throw shoes on yeah but maybe, like
1: I'm I'm not even at a point where I'm gonna have to get ready because my wife is getting ready for like a girls' night.
2: Oh so, you better. <laughs> yeah. So she's
1: like putting makeup on and everything. And my daughter, like looking for me, walks into the bathroom that my wife's getting ready in, and she's like, Mommy, what are you doing? My wife's like, I'm getting ready. She's like, Oh, I want some makeup too. So, like, in my attempt <laughs> to distract my daughter, I led my daughter directly to where my wife is getting ready, and my daughter insists <laughs> That my wife stop everything she's doing to get ready and, and now put makeup. Like, you know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just came out of the closet, and my daughter had like at this point forgotten that we were playing hide and seek, and she sees me, and she's like, "Oh, hi, daddy!" As she's like rubbing this makeup sponge all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> dude,
2: yeah, kids are
1: kids are a trip, kids, dude.
2: They're the best. Like, there's. So many days where me and my wife have just been stressed out of our minds, and at the same time, like those are the days that, like, my son will be the best. Yeah, and it's like, thank goodness, dude, you could be the difference maker as to are we tipping over the edge because you're freaking out, or yeah, you're gonna be like the cutest little dude ever, and now like you made my whole day,
1: yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, oh man. Like, my daughter's such a good person. Like, she'll she'll have moments where like she can tell that my wife and I are super stressed, which like, moving a lot and like just Navy, especially shit. Like,
2: planning a uh, getting out of the Navy. Too. Yeah, like,
1: like <laughs> all this. Like, she can like, kids are smart, right? And like, she can tell and like she'll have her like freak out because like she can read like kids can read your, when you're stressed and it stresses them out, and then like. She'll have her freak out, but then like immediately afterwards she'll come up and she's like, Mommy, I'm sorry that I yelled. And just like <laughs> just Oh man. Like melt.
2: Every time, dude. Every time. It has been fantastic. It is definitely an adventure for sure having a kid, man. Yeah. And having a kid in the Navy too, like that's been
1: It's rough.
2: Yeah. I like and you do, you did the same thing too, but like watching your kid for like almost a year grow up solely in like picture pictures and form videos yeah. dude that shit was so hard for me because like my wife like dealing with like a brand new baby she's never sleeping right yeah then you know the few pictures you can get and you're like oh wow they change so much from like week like, to week too. Yeah, day it's to day like, to day sometimes it's crazy and so I watched, you know, my brand new child also grow up in pictures for like a year and that shit was gnarly. Yeah, but it's fine. I I totally understand the uh it's time to get out. It's yeah. time to go do something and maybe be able to be home. Yeah. Like, you know.
1: Well, I mean, so like for you, it, man, I can't even imagine cuz like when like when my daughter was born, I still had like A month and a half before I even went underway. So I guess longer than that, almost two months. So like by the time I went underway, she like knew who I was. She was comfortable with me. Bro, it was a trip. Yeah. And then, but like I'd come back and like I had enough time with her before deployment that like she recognized daddy. And then like she saw me in videos. So she knew what I looked like. Uh, one time was really actually kind of funny. I'd like just grown my mustache out over deployment. And then she saw me with a mustache and she's like, who the hell is that? But then she like could recognize me as daddy, whatever. And then we get back from deployment and she just like, dude, I left a kid that wasn't crawling and I come back to a kid that's walking. It was insane. And she like, but I walked in the door and she sees me and just sprints to me and, uh,
2: Yeah, mine was a a slight bit different. Yeah. I had the first 10 days of my son's life, and then I saw him again for a little less than the two weeks, right, that you got before we went on deployment. So I took the second half because I was like, I need to, like, I moved the first half. Like, I scheduled my move. They came in. They did all the stuff. They packed my things up, and then I – Moved out of my apartment Yep. the day that like the morning that I was going to like be on leave to like go back to Georgia to see my wife and son. Yep. That was the day that I handed my keys in. Like my shit was all done. And that morning my mom had flown out um, so that she could ride with me. I literally still had my wife's vehicle because she flew out and yeah. then I gave my vehicle to the ship so that they could like take it to wherever we're going. And I was like, well, my wife's going to need a vehicle. So fuck it. I'll just take hers. And I loaded it with everything that I couldn't move myself. Yeah. And me and my mom, my mom can't drive at night at all. Like, I don't know what it is, but I am like the night driver of my family and it doesn't come hereditary. Like, I don't understand how, but I'm a better night driver than day driver. And so my mom drove the entire day, like left at nine in the morning, she drove all day, I drove all night. She drove all day, I drove all night, and then she drove th- that morning the rest of the way for us to get there. We did not stop for anything other than food, gas, and to not shit in our vehicle. Yeah. And literally, land speed record. I showed up and I had to take like a full day to just like- Recover. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. And then I, I got like, you know- 11 or so days with my son and right so i had 3 weeks of total time of my son's like life Good. in like almost his first year
1: oh <laughs> was, man i can't so, even imagine that dude, like
2: when i stepped off the ship to see my wife my son lost it he had no idea who the fuck i was yeah. he was like who's this person why are they holding my mom i was like yeah. bro don't worry you're going to get to know me. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. Yeah. That's like, that's part of why. Um, so I took uh, leave to move and we moved right before comp two X. Cause we didn't want to be dealing with that when I was trying to take leave prior to yeah. deployment. So I took leave uh, my wife and my daughter and the mother-in-law flew to Oklahoma. And then my father-in-law and I, Drove from Washington to Oklahoma City. And, oh, my God. We had, like, we had to take the car in first to get a trailer hitch put on it. And then we loaded up all our shit in a U-Haul trailer. And we towed a U-Haul trailer from Washington to Oklahoma City. It's, like, a 27-hour drive. Bruh. That we we stopped once. Uh, and... We did all this with, in the car, we had the dog and four cats and a carrier. And we did this in a car with 135 horsepower. So (laughs) we're like at 50 and it's like, uh, the car is struggling to even maintain that. (laughs) Dude, it was, oh God, it was the longest drive of my life.
2: I felt that, dude. That was like the hardest part was... Just trying to sleep in a car. Yep. And it's daytime, and like my eyes are melting out of my skull, trying to go to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm up all night, just getting delirious as fuck. Yeah.
1: We did the drive in like <laughs> two days, and it was thirteen hour days of driving, and like the my father in law and I was, my father in law and I swapped like every six hours or so, and it was. Whew.
2: Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts during that. So Dude, we were wild. we were just
1: jamming. So yeah,
2: me and my mom, we don't listen to the same stuff at all.
1: Uh, it was
0: like, rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
2: that stuff. Like because like when she was driving, she'd be like, you know, she's all about like the '50s gospel music. Oh no, well, like she can listen to like the contemporary Christian stuff too. So like you'll get like the the mid 2000s stuff is right. like the latest you'll hear. I'm like, bro, I listen to the heaviest shit. It will scare my mom to death. Yeah, She'll have a heart attack in the car. So I was like, I'll just listen to podcasts. it will be easy. And so I I just listen to podcasts for like hours at night. And I'm just like trying to stay awake and just death gripping the steering
1: wheel. Yeah, dude. (laughs) So like I listen to pretty much everything. And my father-in-law leans mostly into like classic rock. So I was just like, okay, yeah, classic rock it is. And just jamming. But Dude, that, you hit like hour 13 of driving and you're like.
2: I'm done. Yeah. Please just.
1: <laughs> Let's just pull over.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Like, fuck it's, it. We'll sleep on the side of the road. I don't care.
2: That's nuts. Yeah, so you're going back home. Yeah. You're going to go just hang out there for a little bit, try and find you a nice cushy jab. Yeah. Get to see your daughter a little bit more. That'll be fun. Yeah. So is your wife and them still here? Or she's already she's out there, there in
1: Oklahoma now. Yeah.
2: Oh, so you're just like yeah, living we the, living the bachelor life for like a little bit more.
1: Yeah, couch surfing, dude.
2: I feel that. I'm gonna be doing that next month.
1: Dude, living out of a suitcase sucks.
2: Dude, I I will I will feel that pain as soon as this house gets sold. I, yep. I'm done. I will be my my wife should be going back to Georgia for like probably about a month or so, and then I'll meet her. And we're driving down to Pensacola so I can go to school for my next place.
1: Dude, the weirdest part about living in in someone else's tiny ass apartment is like taking a shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's not my home anymore. Well, like it's not
1: not only like is it not my toilet, but like you're crashing on someone's couch and like, what do you do if you clog it?
0: Like, hope that they have a
2: plunger, and yeah. when they don't, you just cry. You're like, "I'm sorry, bud." Yeah, <laughs> that was like the dude.
1: I, I I got there, and like I didn't poop for like a day and a half,
2: bro. Uh, not me. I'm I'm too regular for that. I'll I find mean, a way. Generally, I am, but
1: like, dude, it was rough.
2: <laughs> I feel it, dude. Oh man. Well, honestly, dude, it's been fun. I really hope that everything goes well. You're Thanks, gonna man. Have to you're gonna have to enjoy some time with your daughter, dude. That's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a good time, man. And you know, hopefully as soon as you're out, you jump right into another job. Yeah. Make yourself a little bit more money, work a little less, yep. stress a lot less.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping for a job that's like ten hours a day, five days a week, so I can hit that sweet overtime. Yeah, just enough then, to
2: like really coast you the rest of the way. Yeah.
1: So we'll see. See how it goes.
2: I fucking feel you, man. Well, it's been dope, man. I really hope that everything goes well for you. For sure, dude. Dude, you ever need anything, you hit me up. All right. All
1: right, man. And hey, if you're ever looking for a job in Oklahoma, if I find a sweet one, I'll hit, hit me up.
2: Yeah, especially if the housing market's sick. I mean,
1: they're still blowing up. Dude, <laughs> houses so cheap in Oklahoma. Fuck yeah! It's like you can get in like in Oklahoma City, you can get like a four bedroom for like two fifty yeah
2: sold. yeah fucking easy day well, fuck yeah man well this has been fucking sick um but this shit is getting old
1: yeah <laughs>
0: to thank you for listening to another episode of Getting Old with Garth. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us five stars and leave a review wherever you're listening and share us with your friends. Getting Old is proud to be a part of the Dysfunctional Studios network of podcasts including Down Home Dysfunction. We're available on all major streaming platforms including Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. All correspondence to this podcast can be made via email at dhdpod at gmail.com Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Getting Old with Garth.